welcome to Not Movies. This is the podcast where we never take breaks and we come at you every single week with an episode. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no breaks uh-huh. at all. I'm Sean. I'm Summer. I'm Eric. And welcome back. It's our goal each week to uh, each week to have a basic structure <laughs> with episode. a beginning. Each episode. There you go. Basic structure with a beginning, middle, and end, and of course to have as much fun as possible. Woo! Well, it has been quite a while. Sorry, guys. Hey, life happens. Life comes at you fast. We ha- well, you know what the good thing is. Let's what? look on the bright side. We didn't get one single email that said, "Where's your episodes?" Yeah, because <laughs> our fans know. That's the bright side. Our fans know. Like they'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Well, when we get to it, they know that we have other things going on, and you know, frankly, we all have jobs. We work very hard, and uh, so sometimes you, you have you to can't work. Blame us for not not being all, all the way on top of this. Sometimes exactly. you have to work forty eight half hour and a half hours a week for three weeks straight. I used to it be happens. working forty eight and a half hours a day. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's uh, not possible. Incredible. Uh, it, did you get one of those time divination headsets? I did. And if you want to know more about time divination, check out uh, Not Movies episode uh, called The Time Divination Headset. <laughs> Good save. I was like, wait, did we end up calling it something different? You know what? No, we did call it that, but uh, I think we called it something different on the episode, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Really? But I'll tell you what does matter. You, the listener. You, the listener. How you doing? You're looking pretty good. Look like you've dropped a couple pounds. Not that we care. Like, honestly, I, I, I like some curves. I do. And I think you look great just the way you are. But I've noticed that you've been working out, and hey, you're looking good. It's probably just because you feel so much better. You exude self-confidence. It, that's what it is. I'm attracted to power, <laughs> money, <laughs> confidence. Uh, and as you were saying before, non-white skin. Non-white skin, yeah. yes. <laughs> Preferably. Preferably, if you have white skin, and uh, you know you're interested, hit me up too. But how, don't how, expect that you'll be the first response from me. Have you doing with? <laughs> have you been doing with the ladies, Eric? Oh, so great, so <laughs> great. Any new developments? Uh, well, no, but <laughs> but I feel um more relaxed. Um, I feel like I'm telling the universe. Uh, I'm You're open. Ready. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready for love. <laughs> okay, so eventually one of the someone will. Which come, is, by some, the way, the name of the movie that we're writing today. Someone will come. It's called Ready, ready for, for love. love. All right, yes. I'm down. Okay. Um, but that, no, we don't have to jump into the movie <laughs> quite yet because I don't have anything for it. Um, but speaking about love, um, let's. It's set, really what life is all about. I, I mean. I think it is. I really think it is. Wouldn't it be weird if we all died and then the lat and then we found out that it's not about love? Like <laughs> it's about something we weren't paying attention Money? to. Money. Yeah. Oh, oh fu- we're suck. fucked if, if 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 heaven works like the way Earth works, <laughs> which is like capitalism. <laughs> that we're would fucked. that that would be really oh god. And and you know what would be even worse than just knowing that we're fucked is knowing that. Um, capitalist pigs are, like, going to be taken care of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that really is the nail in the coffin on that one, isn't it? It really is. Speaking of nails, you're calling me nail <laughs> polish, and I was just about to ask for a couple on my fingers. Um, I could paint your nails if you want me to. 
So I don't know if that shade would look good on me, honestly, actually. No, no, forget it, forget (laughs) it. Um, You sure? I don't want to come home with uh, my nails painted again and my dad going, (laughs) oh, God, you know, I don't want to hear what my dad says again. (laughs) Okay. So where I did have in high school a girl that used to paint my nails black. um, And uh, um, what's she doing now? I don't know. We have not kept in touch. That's a shame. She used to do costumes, like work in the costumes for mm. the drama department. She used to help out with the costumes, and she used to do uh, my our, our eyeliner and stuff like that for the shows to make your eyes pop. And then she and she would always like that lady on Guinness Book of World Records. No, where they... not like her. Not like <laughs> her. Not like her. I can't watch that video. What? I was actually. It's so gross. I was watching a, an episode of like Wait, a, some prison show about? yesterday. Hold on one second. We'll explain in one second. All right. We promise. And there was this gigantic lady. I think she said she was. I don't remember where she was from. Um, but she was a really tall woman, and she could do that. And she was like freaking out the prison guards and stuff. But anyway, there's this. That's woman. a good skill to have if you're. In prison that's Absolutely. the only time only time there's this woman who was on the guinness book of world records uh tv show do you remember that show back in the day summer yeah she could pop her eyes out she had the the record for being able to protrude her eyes the farthest oh. so like oh. without using her hands she could just like go like this and they would like whoop, yeah, pop out like yeah, half an yeah, yeah. oh have you seen it before summer? i haven't seen i don't think i've seen her but i've seen people do that oh, god it is so Yo. upsetting okay it is so upsetting okay but i'm so excited because we've got to move on to the next thing because yes. i, I segued because <laughs> i found out recently over the thanksgiving break that i probably uh. do have a world record he's and he wants to take it from a bunch of children well, what's, what's the world record? <laughs> I, I believe that yeah. right now I have the longest chain of twist ties in the world. You've heard it here first. Twist ties are the sandwich bag ties? Yeah, like bread ties, okay. you know, okay. that, that type of thing. <clears throat> I have one that, that is almost half a mile long. And when I submitted my record uh, when I was a kid, what? when I was a kid, they told me, Get hold this. on for this one. They told me. <laughs> Too specific. Not can't be a record. Too specific. We won't we won't let you do it. Quick quick question? Call bullshit, go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, no, what's no, the question? No, no BS call. Uh, how old were you when you started? <laughs> and and like you applied to the Guinness book? Yes. So how old were you? It, I'm not guesstimate. sure. Guesstimate. Uh, 12 10? Wow, wow. Okay, wow. No, well, no, no. You know what? Who helped no, roll actually it out and measure it. When I started it, I was probably mm-hmm. 10. When I Finished it for the last time and measured it. I think I was probably fourteen or fifteen. It was definitely in high school. But you when still I, have when it. I measured it. Yes, it's at my parents' house, and I looked up. I mean, it used to go around his room, like that's cool in a track that's really kind cool. of thing, like a train. So, but not. so I I looked really it up. Cool over thanksgiving break because my parent my parents are trying to clear the rest of my crap out of their house right fairly they, slowly so i've been like sorting. want to forget you yeah I've, I've <laughs> very very painfully slow process though i've been sorting through my piles very slowly and uh-huh. then coming here and you know bringing some stuff back and just shoving them shopping bag at not, a time yeah not, yeah, not dealing yeah. with it but uh i haven't brought that back yet <laughs> Uh, but I looked it up, and right now there is an existing record for the longest chain of twist ties, and it's like <laughs> 1,100 feet or something like that. 
and the record holders are it's like a class of elementary school kids or something so is it wrong to like (laughs) measure that out and submit my record and take uh the the world record away from some children i mean my answer is not gonna make you happy (laughs) but here's the thing here's the thing no no i made it when i was a child I get that, but what you're, what you so are now, be... if oh, if if you follow down the strain of thought, I'm this... gonna do it. A 99 percent chance I'm gonna do it. By the Sean, way, so Sean, you can try to do anything, but 99 percent okay. chance I'm gonna do it. Okay, the, just take this with a grain of salt, then. But if I, okay. if if this were a not movie, this were a story, you would be the villain subplot. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy that didn't get his shot when he was a kid and now is competing with children to take what you believe you are, you are deserved. Okay, yep. but hold on. That is yep. straight up how to write plot, a villain subplot. Is that subplot. movie? Yeah, that is a villain origin. Okay, can I say my piece now? I think you did, but okay. <laughs> Number one, um, this competition is and always has been open to adults. I'm not competing on a level that is designed for kids not meant for kids the fact that (laughs) kids hold this record is astounding and it speaks to their character but it's not to say that it's not supposed to be for adults the competition is meant for adults or all humanity right I mean, sure. So, but I'm not. You look. You're not going to get me to agree with you that this is a good idea. I'm... Even if you win, I oh you, my like gosh. like like you win and throw yourself like you would normally do. This is very Sean. If you don't know him, very Sean behavior. He'll throw himself a uh, victory party. <laughs> Big party. Yeah. And you'll invite like people, and then I'm going to invite all the kids. Oh, no. That's me. Well, they should get to share in my glory. Uh, I've never been more sure that you're a villain. You're like Walter White, season one of Breaking Bad. Um, Oh, my gosh. Well, best of luck. I don't know Thank you. I appreciate that. Can we take this time now to transition into um, talking just a little bit about my song and promoting that? Yeah. Because that's, uh, you know, slightly more selfless. Clearly the next step. And and when you want to get good at advertising, you could put it on this podcast. Because I'm donating all the money (laughs) to the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center. He's going to take away from the kids, but he's going to give to... But he's giving back. He's giving back. And people have already bought it and given me money and i will donate it i promise and if you it so the i should talk about it a little yeah, bit yeah talk about the music itself people. and so the song the uh if you if you want to hear mo- me talk m- at more length about this go listen to sean and dave make music because we did a whole yes. episode uh featuring matt wixon who collaborated with me on the song and he's amazing and it was great so and that's your other podcast that i don't think we've ever talked about before on here. no we have talked many times about yeah. it almost, we had oh yeah almost, that's right there's, almost, a whole, almost, there's a whole beef about it that's yeah, right yeah, almost we, every episode i feel i'm starting bad. to feel more and more like we're just a long commercial for <laughs> sean and dave make music even though we were the first <laughs> you, you're right Absolutely. We were. So, uh, um, we were first in this podcast. Heart. Uh, when there was a, an acts, acts of vandalism a couple months ago, it, back in August, happened yes. around Coatesville. The garage door. Yeah. Uh, there was a big swastika and <clears throat> Nazi hate codes, uh, white supremacy uh, slogans written on there, and a bunch of other places around Coatesville. And yeah. I had a very visceral reaction, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I wrote this song 
uh, that day, I believe, later that night, and finally finished it and released it. So I'm just trying to get it out there as much as I can, and I'll probably put it at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And you can also buy it, and uh, I'm donating all the, money, all the money to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. And if you'd rather just donate to them directly so that PayPal doesn't take a cut when you donate it to me, just send me a screenshot that you donated to them, and I'll just send you the song or... Oh, that's lovely. Maybe you don't even want the song and you want to just donate to them because you have extra money. Well, that's very nice of you. Guilt. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I don't think it quite balances out your uh, evil act, but <laughs> your heart's in the right place. Yeah, I think for the most part. And I think, I don't know, it's hard. I feel conflicted anytime I'm promoting my own music. It's selfish in a way. But even when I'm trying to just get it out there to, you know... No, I don't think this is selfish. I was making a joke about, like, the children's... Uh, no, I know you were, but I, I'm just making a serious <laughs> point, because it does still feel weird, even though I'm, I'm I'm not trying to profit monetarily off of this. I still feel self-conscious promoting things, and it's kind of a weird... I don't know. It's sort of a weird thing. I don't think... I don't... Yeah, I, I always feel weird, too, because I, I so... I, I have a lot of... All of my friends pretty much are, are artists, and, and uh, they make some sort of form of art whether that be theater be music or 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 they themselves are like the actor so or when the he, highest form of art a not movie the highest form of art a not movie we are literally giving you free entertainment <laughs> constantly um and and they plug their so so my facebook feed and twitter feed is literally 90 percent is people plugging stuff and uh you know it uh, a part of that is sort of like you do have to pick and choose over time, like which which things you contribute to, because most of us are poor. Um, but you should definitely contribute to this. I feel like this is a very good cause, and uh, it's also a great song, which I'm sure it will be when I. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Well, for I, I just know that your track record with me is excellent. Thanks. I've, it's got some interesting mm-hmm. elements that I haven't used before. It's a little weirder than some of the other mm-hmm. stuff, um, but I think it, it does a pretty good job of saying how I feel. This is the weird thing, too, is I legitimately love your music, but I feel like it can never quite be convincing because I would say, I honestly would say I love your music if I didn't. Well, I might not say love. I would say I really like it or something like that, but I feel like I'll go to my grave with you never knowing. But I, but I do love it. I think I understand what you're saying because enough of my friends make music too that like even if it's something that I wouldn't be mm-hmm. um, like playing all the time, mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm thinking specifically of my friend Zach who played drums on this song actually too. He's a really good musician yeah. and he, he the band that he plays in uh, and the album that he uh, has recorded he's playing on all of it and it's not a genre that i would normally throw on but it just sounds so much like him it's like the perfect representation of him boiled down Mm. to sound and and that's really cool i really like it and that's probably (laughs) on some level the similar kind of thing you know the music that i make is very you yeah It, it it really it really is like uh, it's funny because i like like one of the i think the reasons i love listening to your music is it actually feels like i can Sort of, it's sort of like walking around in your brain a little bit. Like I know it sounds weird. No, no, but it's that's like, exactly the same thing. When I listen to someone's music, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is what's going on yeah. in their head. Yeah, and and I feel like when I listen to your music too, it's sort of like I can see the decisions being made in a weird way. It's sort of like like 
it, it, yeah, it's it's like watching your brain work, and that's why I love it. Um, I, and uh, you can hear more of this on Sean and Dave make music, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, stay tuned at the end of the episode. You'll you'll hear the song at the end if you. Stay oh around. yeah, that's great. So you can put it at the end. Yeah. Awesome. Um, real quick. So since it's been a long time, like quick update on like television movie stuff. I have a movie that I need to talk about because this movie is like maybe one of the best movies I've seen all year. This movie is unique for me because I'm not a Disney shill or, uh, you know, I like Disney fine. I prefer Pixar, but I like the, you know, for the most part, they make a solid product, but I'm not like a musical does not make me automatically get excited. In fact, it probably the opposite. I roll my eyes a little bit. You know what I mean? But I just saw Coco. Mm. Have you guys seen it? No. Nope. Is it live action or is it a cartoon? It's a it's a computer animated computer cartoon. Anim- no, I have not. Disney seen it. animated musical. Hey, have you not seen any advertisements for it? No, I've not. Okay, so I've, I've heard rumblings, but that's okay. all. I, I really don't so, know anything about it. I'm not uh, gonna wait. Or maybe I saw. No, that was the cast list that I saw for the Lion King. Yeah. No, this is like the in the tradition of Disney's current musicals. So, like, if you've seen Tangled or Frozen. Mm-hmm. Or Moana. We've seen, we've seen all those. So you saw Tangled Frozen? I have seen all of those. Yep. Okay. It's the same uh, teams. Like, it's Disney and Pixar, but it's that exact animation style. However, it is the, the atmosphere and the world of Coco is the Mexican culture. It is all uh, De Los Muertos. It is mm-hmm. all the Day of the Dead. Um uh, as their mythology of of the world of Coco is everything okay? Yep, we're good. Okay, sorry. Um, and just trying to get rid of that. It buzz. is. It's not recording. It's just. Here. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and it is. Uh, it is a movie about music. Um, about a little boy named Miguel, who's by far. I'm putting. It, I'm putting it out there. Miguel is by far the cutest Disney character I've ever seen. Hmm. And I feel like That's this is fighting something. words. This is fighting words. It is. Um, well, we're not going to fight with you because we haven't seen it yet. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but he's this little Mexican boy, uh, and his family forbids music because there was a great-great-grandfather that walked out on the family and he, to become a musician. Never, They never speak of his name. They never... Uh, he never came back. Mm. Um, and... He might be this guy Ernesto de la Cruz, who becomes who is like the most who's like the Elvis of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that <laughs> style of music. The the musical. The last thing I'm gonna say about it is the music in it is, um, more sparse. Not big showy Broadway style numbers. They are in world m- songs. So the only times people sing is when they're performing a song. Neat. And each one of those songs are specifically written into the script to do something. Like it's to, whether it be a character sings a song because an, uh, like somebody is like an old dying person or something that they, they want, as they're dying, they want him to do it. But the little boy enters the world of the dead. So like the skeletons and they all have the like tattooed flowers over the Beautiful um, stuff. But, you know, the the musical, the music in it, it, they all feel like authentic, uh, like I I don't know what you would call it, the exact style. Like there's a lot of flamenco guitar and mm-hmm. uh, 
Just um, like traditional, traditional Mexican, Mexican music. music. Yeah. And I didn't really have a think I had much of a uh, admiration for that style of music until I saw the movie, and I really and it plays so well. And I, it, the best kind of cry happens in the end because it's uh it's the movie earns every moment. I feel like movies like Up, while that opening is really great, I feel like it's a little bit of a cheap shot, like. They get you to cry because they show you the most beautiful love story and they don't have to really deal with it. Hmm. Um, and Coco makes you cry at the end, like ugly cry, like <laughs> like you're losing a child cry. Oh, no. And But it's the best kind of cry because you're not sad. It's like a happy cry. Sweet. Go see Coco. Yeah, that, that sounds good. And that sounds appealing to me with the way you describe the music because I like that when it, it, it's a part of the plot and it moves the plot forward. It's not just superfluous commentary on something that happened, which is which, like my big gripe about yeah. like opera a lot yeah. of times. It's just... Well, opera's literally... Everyone sings everything well, yeah, they're but doing. But there are a lot of there are there's this one half of it that um, moves the plot forward, mm -hmm. and then there's an aria where they just reflect on uh, the I can't, action that that's just why happened. I, yeah, that's why I can't stand most Disney musicals. It's like we gotta. It's like they they don't think about the thing, and then like they write the song in there to have the song there. Or it's like uh, we're in the kitchen now. All of a sudden, somebody's like making a soup. Making a sin. It's like, oh god damn it. Um anyway, sorry, I've I've taken up a lot of time, I feel. Um That's okay, we're twenty one minutes in. Yeah, might as well make this one a long one. <laughs> um so I know the title is called Ready for Love. So we don't write many love stories, I feel, but I'm just feel now that I want to. Okay. Right and now we have to put a villain with a twisty chain in it. With a what chain? With no. a twisty chain as a subplot. Oh. No? I think we do. I, I think that you're trying to write a narrative where you're a hero, but I don't, from where I'm sitting. <laughs> oh, I'll be able to twist myself into the hero if we, if we put me in this movie. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. I'll have a twist at the end that you're going to, it's going to be so good that you're not going to be able to say no to. Okay. So when I say, when I Maybe. say, when I say love story, what do you guys want to see a love story about? Mm. Ugly people. I don't know. Something not common. Like what? What needs? To, what hasn't been said about love in a movie that that's a good that question. is worthwhile saying? That's a, or I, what angle I mean, can we? That's an excellent question. Can we hit? Are you, that, you're gonna make us fucking think today. Uh, what are you doing? Well, I like to think. I, I, I like to know, think. But I can't, right. I can't, every time I look over, I laugh because DOG is in your voice. <laughs> and from you where look, I'm sitting, it looks like not a dog, but maybe that somebody has a penis. It looks like you have a 40-pound really tumor. Yeah, it doesn't look like a penis. It looks like a tumor. Summer's wearing massive a zip-up pajama bottom. Uh, paja not pajama it's a onesie. bottom. It's a onesie. It's a onesie. And, it's a onesie. and uh, very cutely, DOG like, crawled inside. And now he's just buried himself. <laughs> in my crotch. In her crotch. Yeah. Um, it's great. Do you remember that, that show we weird. watched about the man with the big, like, 40-pound testicle yeah, tumor? That's I'm what sure that's like. what that looks Ugh. like. I have no doubt. That's what my head went to. Okay. What about somebody... <laughs> oh, I don't want to get too dark. Because I was going to suggest, like, somebody not has a tumor, but somebody has something wrong down there. And I was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to... I mean, like... Like someone with a micropenis finding love. I'm not saying that's the movie I want to write. I'm just saying that's like sort of. Where I mean, you I'm were. not saying no. I'm okay. I'm just mulling it over. I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Oh boy. Are you ready to open that door? 
if we go down that route? Uh, it does. It doesn't grab me right away. That's not like. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Keep it on the back burner. Okay. Um, but what would make somebody? I feel like a, a better mm. title for that would be like. Yeah. The tiniest chance at love. Yeah, it wouldn't be ready for love. <laughs> Maybe it's the wrong to start with the title, but I feel like ready for love is just a good title. Um, but I, I think whoever the story's about is they're finally ready to open themselves up to love. So ready for love still works. Okay, so it could be like... What would make somebody hold off on pursuing love? You know what it sounds like? What? Not to, sorry, I'm not going to answer your question, but it sounds like a reality show where it's like those princes that come to America to find... <laughs> to find love. Love, yeah. Where it's like... That's what I think of with ready to love. Yeah. I also... Which uh, we could write something like that. Yeah, that's no true. I have no problem writing sure. a reality show. I, I, re- I recently read an article about a... Um, woman, I can't remember what country she was from. I'm not sure if it said it, it probably did, but it was uh, from an Arab country. Uh, she was a person with a disability mm-hmm. and was talking about how like it's taboo to talk about people with disabilities having sexual needs. And, oh, it is and in being here. In yeah. love, and mm-hmm. she said she <laughs> was in love with someone who, like her neighbor's son, she fell in love with when she was like a kid and has been in love with this person ever since Aww. and has never been able to express it, have it reciprocated or yeah, it's been, what so. is her disability? Um, I think she's very small and not able to use her legs. Very but small. I'm, I'm you mean sure. like, like a, like, like a little person, like a little person. And I, okay. and, and she has, I'm not sure. It didn't say, it didn't say in the article. What that is very hard. What she had, but a lot of her body was, I think that, I think that, um, yeah, like, w- it could be that. But I also think, like, what is something that, it, you know, could make somebody hide? Like, Well, the other thing I was thinking, your question, I'm not yeah. going to answer it. but um, <laughs> Somebody answer my question. <laughs> uh, we could make it, like, an older person who has had something holding them back their entire yeah. life. And, um Maybe it's an older person who has been in a relationship for a long time and they get out of it mm. some way, whether it's the death of their spouse mm. or um, whether they decide to leave or whatever. But they it's been 50 years or 40 years that they've been there mm. with this person and not in love and they didn't know that they weren't in love. Oh, so... And so... they Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so there is a guilt because the person was dying for like a long time. No, I don't think I don't think that's necessarily Good. it. I think it's this person, the way I see it, has been in a in a very mediocre marriage. It's not okay. abusive. It's not like they should have run away years ago. It's just loveless and. Yeah. And, you know, mutually convenient and, you know, they have an affection for each other that's grown over the mm-hmm. years. They rely on each other. They're used to each other. But this person has has in their mind that that's love and it's not. And then when once they are separated from this other person by some means that we haven't decided on yet, they feel free and maybe they start to explore that. And yes. find someone 
else that they love or find something else that they love. Maybe we think it's a love story the whole time and they just fall in love with painting. Or... Oh, I really like that. I really like that. Or a dog. (laughs) Or, you know... I like that too. I also think that, like, this journey should be about, like... I think that we're... Like... I, I, we don't have to. We can spend most of this episode, I think, give ourselves the freedom to just have whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, whatever the fuck we want. But like, <laughs> we can paint in broad strokes. You said that with such conviction, just like me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can paint this in broad strokes just to talk about larger things. I think that, like, essentially, like, let me sum up the movie that I think that would be cool to see. Movies in my own personal life, I think, have taught me certain expectations about life and love and everything in general that that don't that they, they because there's an expiration date on the movie it ends at a certain point movies don't have to deal with you know they get to say and happily ever right. after <clears throat> um but like life can be super short but also life can be super long and like a relationship can be like you know just time itself i feel is sort of like it puts a strange sort of thing on a relationship. And maybe I'm just speaking to my own anxieties, but sort of like, I'm always a little bit worried that I'm going to be with somebody and then they're going to end up getting like getting bored with me. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like that's what happened in all of my previous relationships. (laughs) Well, I I think it's a normal thing to worry about. Um, But have you, maybe this is a weird question. Feel free to (laughs) sidestep this if you want. No, I'm all in. Have you ever been in love? I think so a couple times, uh, like twice. Um, they both worked out perfectly. That's why <laughs> I'm single right now. I was definitely very much in love with one uh, one girl, um, like a couple years back. Uh, no, not a couple. It was like like six years ago. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I definitely have experienced love, being in love. Um, and it feels, it, it, it's, it feels great. It, it does. Even when it's like bad, it fe- makes you feel that like, like intensely alive sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Summer's like, nah, <laughs> never been in love. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think, I also think no. the movie could start out as one thing, like leading them to believe that. Uh, the person, the, this, all of a sudden, the person becomes really attracted to somebody of the same gender, and they start a relationship. And then the movie, you, we trick the audience into thinking the movie's going to be about that. And then it turns out like they're because they're because they're older, because they've lost their loved one, because they they don't care about certain hangouts anymore. Like they don't, they're like they realize how short life can be, um, and they just want to live live it. So they don't care about. They're like, so are you gay now? Like their friends are like, are you gay now? And the person can be like, uh, I I guess maybe, maybe, maybe I am gay. I, I never really thought, I mean, I was attracted to my last partner and they were, you know, a man or a woman or whatever the opposite was. And then they can just be like, I'm just running with this thing. I'm just embracing it. And then it turns out that relationship actually fails eventually. But they're like, I guess, you know, it, but it, but it doesn't fail in a way because it opens their mind up to like accepting more than they were closed off to originally perhaps yeah i think that's an interesting idea you know um and then maybe the movie can be like a series of trial and error 
um, of finding like forms of love to accept or like, and it can end with like a dog or something like, Oh, Oh, I think I hit something. Okay. (laughs) All right. Keep this person keeps trying to like open themselves up to like different forms of love and, the one is the most sort of like standard traditional is like a relationship and then maybe like a gay relationship and over, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, over time they realize that actually the thing holding them back is actually like, they don't have a lot of, uh, self love and they look back at the relationship maybe with the, their, 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 you know, spouse that died and they realized that a lot of the problems that stemmed in their relationship stemmed from hurdles and obstacles that were there because they couldn't accept the love that was being given to them because hmm. they were holding back. Yeah, that's Deep. interesting. I like that. Um, you know, maybe you flash back to earlier in their relationship when the spouse was doing more affectionate gestures. And, and this is the first time we really like get that. to see and, the spouse. And are, are we? Are we? Is our main character a female? I don't know. Okay. What do you guys want? Sure. Female and it's her husband. Sure. And so, <laughs> I mean, I think that works a little better as far as like the dynamic with her feeling kind of stuck if she got married in yeah. the 60s or whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> but so then, then she's been too, you know, too bashful or doesn't want to accept gifts or accept compliments or whatever. So then they just eventually stopped. Or like she, Coming. yeah, like compl- she re- sort of. I, I wouldn't even say it was bashful. Like maybe she would get like short with him, or like angry when people like like she. Would, maybe she would get mad that he spent money on flowers instead of yeah. something else because times are tough. Yeah, or like she. It makes her. I think. I think not. Summer, uh, well, you need to weigh in here. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. I just think that people that have that issues sometimes in my own experience with people like that, I, I feel like it's more they um, aren't like. I, I, people that really don't love themselves I mean there's a couple different ways I feel like that like they want you to say more but I also feel like a lot of times and please weigh in because I'm just speaking from my own bless you personal yeah. experiences um, but I also f- I've met people that are so uncomfortable like in, in the idea of viewing themselves as like lovable or attractive or anything that they get like stop like they, they don't want yeah. you to even broach the subject you know what I mean? Because they think you're just lying to them because they don't believe it themselves. Yeah. And they don't want to do this, like, dog and pony show. Okay. So, the I, I'm, I'm pretty happy so far with our, our, Me our too. arc. Do you want to um, come up with a name for our character? I was thinking Joan just because I thought of the oh, word Joan. arc. Yeah. Joan. <laughs> Joan. Okay. Joan of the arc. And, uh, okay, so the only the, – the part of your – pitch i was least sold on was the uh lesbian partner aspect and i don't know why i think it just seems a little bit less clear cut but i don't know why i feel like it's the most clear cut because it's like the most concrete thing to go oh she's a, a a widow she's out of relationship She's ready. She's thinking about a new relationship. Oh, and the movie makes you think that the whole movie is going to be about what a normal movie might be about, which is like, oh, she's opening her sexuality up, and it's about her realizing maybe she was always gay. 
But it's, you know, our stance... More than that. It's more than that. It's, it's more of the stance that, like, well, she's not not gay, but she's also... She could be bi. So then is, be, the, is the moral <clears throat> of the story basically... Or not the moral, but the... No, it's moral. The point yeah. of the story then that there are a lot more types of love that are just as deep as romantic love and, and the one that's what it's not about it's, yeah it's about love. self-love it's not, yeah and the yeah. one that she's really that the, the real one that she's missing is self-love okay and it's and it's sort of the reason that all these are and maybe in the end when she figures that out she can reconnect with the uh woman that she was seeing and, and just be friends and or she can be like i you know i'm not saying that i want to jump back into things but i've I realize what the issue has been, and and you know it, it can be like offered up at the end as a sign of like, oh, there's hope, there's a possible future. Is that too Hollywood? Just a little bit. Yeah, maybe. it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I I would like it if they reconcile and become friends. Yeah. Okay. I think though no? at the yes. Uh, no, I'm cool with that. I think at the end she's painting just, and she's got a dog or whatever. Yeah. And she likes taking care of this dog, and, and it provides her with companionship. But I th- Can DOG play the dog? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the dog will have a lot of sleeping scenes. <laughs> um, He'll be perfect. I think we could wrap it up with, I want her to, to say something by the end. I want her to make a statement where she's in a good place, but I also want to like give sort of a... Her to give a... Like she's just opening up to somebody where she's like, Love's the, all around us. Well, not no, not that. I want the <laughs> I want the person to be like, "Wow, Joan, you look you look really good. You look you look happy." And she's like, "Yeah, today." Um, she's like, "I still am so, like, she's like, I feel like a baby. Like, I feel like new to the world. Like, I feel like there's so much I still don't know, and so much that still scares me. And I'm scared when I'm gonna die. And I so like." So, some perspective. Like, she's not blind to all the negative things that surrounded her but like she is choosing to live her life a certain way she's choosing to look at the things about her that are worth loving yeah okay so she's kind of allowing i know kind of accepting every the good and the bad take the good you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there you have the facts of life this is a secret prequel to the our facts of life movie what was her name? Mrs. Garrity or something like that. And then the end, they're like, they're like, because she's like, how old was Mrs. Garrity? I don't even know if that was her name, let alone how old she was. Well, anyway, they're like, <laughs> 60s, 50s, they're like, 60s. They're like, bye, Joan. And she's like, call me Mrs. Garrity. <laughs> and it's a, it's like a, like when they find Thor's hammer in the end of the, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't, I don't. Is it, sure. I don't yeah. remember Thor, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Great. Ready for not, love. Not a movie. Ready for love. Starring <laughs> Joan Cusack. Meryl Streep. Meryl Joan Streep. Cusack. <laughs> I could see Joan Cusack. All right, this. Joan Cusack. That would be good. And actually now it makes me think that like some of her like fumbling her way through like her first gay relationship could go back. <laughs> she could make it kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, Joan humor. Cusack it is. Joan Cusack as Joan. Yeah. In Ready for Love. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hot Movies. <laughs> yep. We will see you next week. Yeah. And please enjoy my song to the white supremacists. If you have the ability and this is hitting your ears, please donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah.